Hi everyone and welcome back to Fur Talks. Today I'm with my two colleagues and we're here to discuss our opinion on fur. Can you start by introducing yourselves? Yes, sure. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm working now in the fur industry just for about half a year, so I'm quite new. And I'm working in fashion communications, so um, yes, more on the fashionable side of the industry. And my opinion definitely changed a lot because before I started, obviously I... I didn't know much about the industry itself, obviously you know about fur, a lot of people's opinion on fur, but since working I have learned so much and how the industry and people really try to push it to uh, a modern future and make it a very sustainable industry and trying to lead in a way. I've been working at the International Fur Federation for a little over a year now and similarly I didn't know too much about the fur industry but again I've learned a lot since working here. What are the things that you've learned that you didn't know before starting? Everything from the whole process so from auction houses I didn't know anything about auction houses um, or that from the whole process, the whole supply chain, all the way from how the fur gets from the farm through the auction house to the designer, to the consumer. That whole process has been something I've learned and I've been fortunate enough to be educated through a lot of work trips that have taken me around the world in um, going to the processes and what, seeing what design schools do to educate people. So it's been a, it's been a learning process throughout my time here and it seems like there's always something new to learn. Why have you been thinking about fur in the industry before you started here? I didn't really, I didn't know first of all that there was even such a thing as the International Fur Federation. I think it's quite a unique organisation, especially um, also working in the fashion communications team. It's quite a unique organisation that focuses its attention on many different aspects from fashion to sustainability and animal rights and as you've said already it's constantly looking at ways that it can better improve its practices and make it more transparent so even though we do work in the fashion communications team we are closely aligned with the other departments and um, learn outside of our job scope Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah, and you, your history, can you explain to us a little bit about your history of being a vegan, um, now a pescatarian? Mm-hmm. Can you explain to us how that sort of fits yeah. into where you work? Yeah, so actually a lot of people always laugh, or people that know me for a couple of years now when I tell them that I'm working in fur, and they are actually a bit shocked, because there's been a time until like one year ago I've been vegan for two years. Um, because a lot of different reasons, um, mostly because I was concerned about environmental impacts of consuming um, animal-derived products, especially mostly though for my diet, because I was still wearing my leather shoes or bought leather shoes, because I just knew they would last longer and they're more sustainable, because I'm also coming from a sustainable fashion background, and I've actually, also quite funny, I've worked for a brand doing vegan and sustainable clothing before 
Um, so I knew a lot about the topic and I knew that you couldn't just be like, okay, fur and leather are bad because they're from animals. Because actually they are the sustainable option, whereas all the fake and plastic alternatives, yes, they are vegan and they might be better for the animals, but they're not really good for our planet and for ourselves. And then we, we actually consume more of these things because we they are labelled as good. So when I start here, I obviously knew that it was a sustainable and a sustainable product and industry but obviously I had some yeah mixed feelings because I had this vegan background but once you really dive deep into the topic and learn much more you realize it is a good industry and an industry that's really doing a lot to become more sustainable mm-hmm, yeah. especially in, in comparison to so many brands that advertise them as vegan and eco-friendly because even um, animal right organizations advertise you should buy your, your your clothes at primark because they're vegan because they're made of, of plastic but how is this sustainable or good if you're buying three pound t-shirts or, or shoes that will last you for a couple of weeks so what do your family and friends think about you working in the fur industry I'm the same as my family and friends. When I first started, um, I didn't have a strong opinion either way and they don't have a strong opinion either way. And I think the larger population is the same. Um, we, Me and my family and friends are in favour of eating meat and wearing natural materials, much like the rest of the world. Um, but again, when I come from a place of education and I can educate them, so when I meet new people and they ask what I do and then you say you work for the fur industry and it, you can tend to get mixed reactions when you can um, explain why it is that you, you're doing what you're doing. You can um, educate them and then you see their opinion change. I've had many conversations with people who I've just met either at work conferences or when I'm meeting friends of friends and um, you'll have a conversation about what you do and immediately they're almost shocked because again, as I mentioned before, no one's ever heard of this kind of company. Um, And then when you explain what you do and explain how it's sustainable and point out the just the clear hypocrisies of people who don't like fur but will eat meat or buy cosmetics that have animal ingredients in that they don't know about, it comes from a place of information and not you're, I'm not being condescending when I'm talking to these people so then you can yeah you just educate each other and yeah I totally know what you mean I have a similar experience also very different experiences so most of um, my friends or people I meet when we're starting to talk about what we're working in yes you get these views when people are a bit shocked like oh you're working in, in fur and then you start talking to them about the topic and as as you've said um, yes they they are then surprised and they really want to know more so I've had great conversations just about these topics because some people got so interested they just wanted to know more about this and then in the end they were actually like bit mind blown about these things because they never really thought about it in that way about fur and how this is a sustainable material so even 
some friends I have that are vegan or vegetarian or just really conscious about what they're consuming and about our society even these people who would have been normally very anti-fur realized yeah maybe it's actually not as bad as I thought it is because media is picturing it that way but to be honest I also had other experiences for example my my sister she's she's been vegan she's vegetarian she is buying leather and seas um, how this can be good because it's longer lasting but still she's very skeptical about fur she's not saying that it's a bad thing in industry and she understands the arguments we're bringing up but i think she's just coming from um, a background that's more concerned about ethical reasons so for her fur still is a bit more of a no-go but she still is open about that and says yeah i says yes um it's not my thing but i totally respect other people's opinions and i think that's also a very and that's i think all what you can ask for as well yeah. from people to not sort of be like on your case 24 7 about why you wear fur even if they don't they yeah. have to sort of accept your own opinions and beliefs and um, what you think is right for yourself yeah that's what she's doing and so many people should look at it like that because I think this whole conversation of people being strictly anti-fur mm-hmm. it's not gonna bring us anywhere exactly so we should just try to talk to each other and come maybe to a common sense that yes for some people it is a no-go and that is fair enough but for some people it is a good alternative uh, or it is a good option to wear fur and then these people will have their coats literally like forever and will pass it down to, to their family. What of your family and friends, what do they say to you? Yeah, so I think it's sort of the same really, you know, people don't understand what it is in the beginning until you sort of explain to them what you do and all the sort of like facts about it. I think we think that people think it's so much worse than it is. So, like, in some cases, it's sort of quite scary to sort of tell people where you work because of their reactions and stuff. It doesn't have to be friends. It could just be, like, obviously people that you've just met. But the reaction isn't as bad as I always anticipate it to be. I think, for me as well, an important issue that I think fur resonates with is the environmental impact. So... Obviously, we've we have said that fur is a much more sustainable alternative, uh, is a much more sustainable option to plastic alternatives, and you have big fast fashion retailers like H and M and Zara, or online retailers like Pretty Little Thing and Boohoo that are mass manufacturing um, cheap clothes that have a short lifespan, end up in landfill, and use so much. Um, release so much pollution during the production process and they're just so harmful for the environment and then at the moment in london and around the world there's coordinated extinction rebellion protests so i think that i'm starting to even though i've only worked here for a year starting to notice a shift in public attitude towards natural materials and it seems to be less of a conversation about what people regard as ethical and more of a conversation about um, how can we become more ethical, not, it's not as black and white as, as people think because everybody's definition of 
ethics and sustainability and environmentalism change is different from one another. It changes from person to person. So I'd be interested to uh, hear what you think in terms of the envir environment, how public attitudes are shifting, like look at um, Greta. Mm -hmm. Um, Greta and the UN and it finally seems that people are starting to pay attention and realise that fashion plays a huge role in climate change. Yeah, I think we're at an important momentum at the moment because in the last maybe 10 years the, the idea was shifting away from natural and animal materials to synthetic alternatives mm -hmm. which was just in in line with the the mindset of these years but now we realize that plastic is destroying the oceans it's destroying our nature it's destroying the basis we are living on our planet our resources and also that resources are limited especially in plastic production because it's made from um, petroleum so that also uses a lot of energy to create and it's not on a it's based on a limited resource so now there is this slight and very subtle movement at the moment back to natural materials as well because people realize all this plastic is so bad so let's look into cotton and wool and maybe silk and and leather again and let's maybe work on making these industries better instead of condemning them and also I think what really is needed is this ultimate shift in consumerism because we just consume too much and either if it's gonna be synthetic materials or natural materials this is the underlying problem so a combination of being more aware of what we are buying, buying good quality, buying things that last long, this goes in hand with the movement towards natural materials because these are the materials that will ultimately last longer because let's, I mean, we all probably have one a shirt made of polyester and if you wash it, I don't know, 10, 20 times at one point, it's not going to look that nice anymore, especially with knitwear because now fall and winter are coming. Um, when you buy knitwear that's just made of polyester, you wash it a couple of times, it's, it's not going to look nice anymore after a year. But if you have a sweater made of wool or cashmere or these natural materials, you can wash them and they will still look nice and you can really properly take care of them and they will accompany you, I don't know, up to 10 years or maybe even longer. So the whole movement of um, environmentalism and natural materials, I think it just goes hand in hand and to me this connection is just purely logical but we just need to tell people because some still are in this mindset of everything coming from, from nature, animals, bad and synthetic alternatives are better so yeah, you just have to make them, I think people then realise. I think we can all agree that at the minute sustainability is the buzzword of the moment even though it's been around for a few years everybody that saw any brand any fashion magazine is talking about sustainability mm -hmm. but it is confusing to me when brands 
use sustainability as their motivation for going for free. Yeah, it's often just the marketing stunt. It yeah, is. Having gone to conferences and be being in the London fashion scene, I have a good understanding that a lot of brands that have gone fur free have done it as a PR move and it's pretty easy to see the correlation between brands doing this. For example, Burberry were in the press at the beginning of the year um, for burning billions pounds of worth of leftover stock because they didn't want to undercut the value of the goods that they've already sold. And this is kind of standard practice for a lot of high fashion brands to just burn it or discard it so um, it doesn't lose its value. But it's obvious to everyone who works in fashion that when there's any kind of bad press, a lot of these brands will look at their margins and see okay, what can we do to turn this around? And a lot of these brands use a little bit of fur in their collections each year, normally in the autumn winter collections. And the easiest way to get some good press, which they know will get them good press, is to ban fur. So you're, you've, it's clear to see brands marketing mechanics that, wow, they get some bad press, and how do we get good press that's ban fur, which they barely use anyway. And yeah, it's, all in the, it's all in the I media. think there have been brands banning for that haven't really <laughs> yeah. used fur. I think that was actually the case with Burberry, or not even only, that doesn't only really apply to fur. I've seen that there was a big British fast fashion retailer, I can't remember the name, it doesn't really matter, but they've put out a big statement on social media that they're banning wool and they're being more ethical. And yeah, they've never really used wool before because it was too expensive. Well, then because they've only used um, polyester acrylic materials and then actually some people stood up and said well are you they, they pointed that out that they've never used wool before and also that maybe they should actually look into using wool even people who normally advocate for more vegan fashion or very sustainable fashion then said a fast fashion retailer is so bad anyways maybe they should look into the natural materials to make their products actually more long-lasting and more sustainable than being like oh we're we're green we're good we're not using wool we're all we're just using plastic how do they have sort of have a leg to stand on if they say that if they're sort of saying we want to be more sustainable but we're using plastic yeah i think people now use the word sustainable just to to market themselves it lost a bit of its meaning because People use it so differently. These brands use it to basically just say, yes, they might be vegan now, but vegan does not necessarily mean being sustainable. And I think I, that's the problem. And also the, the blurry lines between ethical reasons and environmental con- conscious reasons. These lines blur and we need to, to draw a line there and tell people, okay, yes, this might be vegan, this might be animal friendly, but that doesn't mean it's environmentally friendly and something that is maybe made of leather, wool, fur. This is, is therefore <laughs> sustainable and environmentally friendly. This is part of the whole greenwashing culture that's going on at the moment though, because and it's it's misleading for consumers because a lot of brands are saying how their clothes are vegan and cruelty free, which for a consumer would seem great yeah. 
wow, I can purchase a top for £10 and it's come at no cost of a life or any, anything like that. How cruelty free is it if it's made maybe in a really, really horrible factory somewhere in South, Southeast Asia? Yeah, this and is And maybe, I don't know, made by children or by mm-hmm. people that are paid so little. They, mm-hmm. they just still are so poor and starving. So how cruelty free is that? Exactly. People's... So these fast fashion brands that market themselves as ethical, sustainable, vegan, and all the rest of it is just part of a marketing ploy to mislead consumers who are more conscious about what they are consuming. But it always seems to come back to the materials that are being used and not the very muddy supply chains that have... That have um, that are in use to make these clothes. For example, people need to, as well as asking what is, what are my clothes made from, they need to also be asking where have my clothes come from, yeah. and who made my clothes. Who made yeah. my clothes? And actually, I think this whole issue, it does not really apply that much to the food industry because our supply chain is so transparent. This is one thing I've I've learned working here, because the the ways are rather short because it is a small industry and there are a lot of certification and rules which the rest of the fashion industry just does not have some natural materials like wool they do cotton some things but especially if it's about synthetic materials and big brands it's so intransparent and it's just a even for those brands they have no clue where their clothes are coming from this is why you, you're seeing now more than ever before fast fashion brands putting out big sustainability stra- strategies, big sustainability statements, but then a few months later, they're being fined by the conduct authority or the advertising standards agencies for misleading consumers because they are saying that their clothes are made from more sustainable materials, but at the moment, there isn't a universal definition of a sustainable material let alone a more sustainable material so you're seeing more and more brands are becoming exposed for um, misleading consumers but almost I think it's still the fur industry and all natural materials cost because it is just a clever way of marketing we can't deny that it's more effective for brands to market themselves as vegan and Mm -hmm cruelty free or whatever they whatever terms they want to use to easily counteract any realistic processes that we use here yeah and i think it's also not only is it bad for the industry of of natural materials but also for those brands who do really a good job only in terms of sustainability but also there are good brands doing vegan alternatives because not not everything's metal plastic there are alternatives from this i think pineapple leather for example and it also undermines what these companies are doing because they're really putting a lot of effort and research into finding sustainable alternatives for those people who do not want to use animal materials and then those other brands come in and say like oh we're so good we're vegan but it's just plastic so it is so bad for the natural materials but also for those people who really try to do a very good job in terms of sustainability and 
um, ethical alternatives. I've been talking a bit critical about all these um, vegan brands. Obviously, the, the fur industry is not the saviour of, of the fashion industry because, of course, fur is expensive and we hope it's always going to be a, a luxury material because only that way we can make sure it's coming from good sources, with certified sources. So it's not like that we're working to replace all fake fur with real fur because that's obviously not going to work with the fast fashion model we're, we currently are basically living in. So I think we have to, in general, go to the to a buy less but buy better model and I think this is where fur has its place. Staying a, a very luxury material and for me, I think that with this whole social shift towards environmentalism, that there is going to be some political involvement soon when it comes to the fashion industry, because it is one of the biggest global polluters. I see in the future that politicians will impose regulations on the fashion industry. Um, I'm not sure whether that will take a form of tax for any kind of um, using materials that add to climate change but I see the politicians definitely getting involved and putting some regulation in place for example the same way they did in the cosmetics industry with um, microplastics in the form of microbeads in facial scrubs they were banned because they were going through the drainage system ending up in the ocean and into and fish were eating them and they actually entered the human food chain i think in the same way that synthetic materials when they're washed their microplastics go through the same process and also enter the human food chain so i think you'll see within the next five to ten years as the political institutions take on a more environmental role and trying to shape our buying habits one way they will do that is through regulation and i think that will increase the speed in which brands return to natural materials as well thank you so much to both of you for being here with me for this very interesting discussion i hope you both had a good time thanks we did yeah it was really educational Right, until next time, see you all soon.